Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm extremely excited about this week's episode. I have been doing a great deal of reflection, as many of you likely have, as we approach the end of 2020. The holiday season is upon us. We are merely a couple of weeks away from the end of this most unusual year, and for me, it's brought a great deal of opportunity to reflect. I think many of us, uh, as lockdowns ensue during this pandemic, have, <laughs> for better and worse, a great deal of uh, time uh, on our hands to really consider uh, both, I think, where we've been and where we're going. And one of the things that I like to do at the end of the year is to really take stock of what worked, what didn't work, and with the benefit of hindsight, what would I do differently? Now, there were many uh, external variables for all of us that influenced this year. But I think that it is incumbent upon us to you know, be agents of self-responsibility, right? So we can't necessarily control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to it. And that's our response ability. And so for me, one of the things that I've been reflecting on is, um, you know, oftentimes life will throw us curveballs. Um, and in, in this case, this year, we've all been thrown uh, sort of the great existential curveball. And how do we step up to bat given, given that curveball? And for me, one of the things that I've gotten clear on are the areas and ways in which I've shown up uh, perhaps not as effectively as I would like to. Um, ways in which I've let stress or the news or, you know, fears around finance or, you know, a myriad of other uh, circumstances influence my ways of being, influence both my, my well-being in, internally as well as how I go about responding and showing up in the world. Uh, one of the things I've gotten clear on is I want to eliminate uh, as much as possible distractions. And I did that in the form of um, removing alcohol, which is something that um, has, has really served me over the course of the last year as I moved through um, you know, the passing of my father and did that you know, totally with a, with a level head, uh, as well as the pandemic. And that's something that I think really served me. One of the areas in which I feel like I wasn't necessarily served is I definitely consumed a fair amount of content mindlessly, you know, whether that be scrolling through Instagram or watching Netflix, um, you know, like all of us. And, you know, this isn't to, uh, to, to uh, encourage any guilt or shame. Uh, you know, I went deep into, you know, the salve of uh, at times mindless media. And so as I reflect back on this past year, I think about, okay, what, what really worked? What, what on measure gave me an exponential return in terms of my values and my vision for my life? And what are the things that really uh, didn't serve me? And so I want to encourage you guys as we approach the end of the year to really do an audit of the habits, the behaviors, the mindsets that served you 
and the ones that you will take forward into 2021 with conviction. And some of the habits, behaviors, patterns that uh, don't serve you. And I think thinking through ways in which to release those patterns is really powerful. So I do that in a variety of ways. And I'll I'll share that in case um, any of you find it helpful and want to take on, you know, some of these some of these rituals uh, in your own practice to release um, the elements of life that don't serve you. So for me, you know, I, I have a variety of practices, um, both on a daily basis as well as a sort of quarterly and annual basis that really help me to put things to bed, if you will, that that are that are that are done, that are no longer serving me. And so, some of those involve um, doing deep medicine retreats, um, taking time to do uh, a dieta, if you will, or a diet. Uh, Vipassana can be really powerful, the 10-day retreats that uh, Goenka uh, established. I have yet to do the actual 10-day Vipassana, but uh, I did Vipassana in Sri Lanka. And I find that those kinds of retreats, whether they be silent retreats or um, a dieta in the context of, say, plant medicine work, those are are really, really powerful um, insight creators. And there are things I like to do, you know, if I can, on an annual basis. Another thing I like to do is the vision fast. So uh, one of the vision fasts I did was I went to the Lost Coast, which is an area of the California coast that's so rugged that they had to build the one highway around it. So you have to walk in. And it's as if the California coast was you know, 300 years ago, it's, it's stunningly rugged and beautiful and there are no people. And so I went there and, and, uh, consumed very little food and water and sat and ostensibly just listened to the waves and journaled. And so taking those time times to reset, I think is, is really, really powerful. Obviously on a daily basis that oftentimes for me looks like my morning meditation practice or my daily walk, you know, opportunities to just sort of be in my own space and see kind of what worked and, and what's not working. And I'm uh, what they call an ambervert. So I'm extraordinarily social and extroverted, but in order to recharge so that I can go out into the world, I, I need time solo to just recharge my battery. And so as I've gotten clear on that, I've established practices that really facilitate my well-being. Um, one of the things that I would offer to you as a process is writing out um, things that you are committed to releasing as you go into this next year. You know, this year was a challenging year for all of us. And one of the things that I think is extraordinarily powerful is writing out all the things that you're committed to releasing and uh, doing a bit of a fire ritual. Um, in the Wawadika tradition, an indigenous tradition that I've had the pleasure of uh, sitting with some really profound elders in, you know, they call the fire Tatawari, and it is the sacred elements. It is also what they say is the, the, the sort of the true shaman, right? And the fire is the great transmuter, and it enables us to uh, transmute energies and intentions in our life. And so if there are aspects of life that you feel you are committed to releasing, 
there's a real power to writing down with intention that which you are committed to releasing and presenting it as an offering to the fire. I think the key distinction there is really doing it with intention, not just writing a list that you'll forget about tomorrow and, and burning it. It's more approaching the fire with reverence and respect as a great shamanic transmuter of energy and committing to that which you find uh, sacred, committing to that which you find um, most profound in your life, and perhaps supporting that commitment with an accountability group. Maybe, maybe you do this process with others who are also committed to, to joining you in, in your process. I think one of the best ways to ensure our success, and I've, I've found that through the course of this year, during the pandemic with my morning workouts, I knew I wanted to work out. I knew I needed to get out of the house. And the only way I was going to do that at 7 a.m. every morning was if I committed with a group of people. And so one of the things that really worked for me over the course of this last year was setting up an accountability group and a morning workout group where we would get together and hit the beach. And if I woke up and I was tired or I didn't want to do it, I would still follow through because I knew there were people out there waiting for me. And so another powerful tool that I would highly recommend as you think about what works uh, moving forward is setting up community, setting up accountability groups that can foster your, um, your evolution, your commitments, and help you um, move your goals, your vision forward in, in 2021, in this year to come. And so accountability is another super powerful tool and community, another extraordinarily powerful um, system that we can use to enhance and further our, our vision. So to me, I like to combine, if you will, the, the medicine of solitude and taking that time and, and creating those self-rituals, those self-care rituals to really recharge my battery, but then to couple that with the medicine of community and of people and of accountability such that I can ensure what I uh, what I commit to in my reflections, in my time alone, in, my, in, in the insights that come when we take the time to get silent and forward those beautiful insights through the power uh, of community. And so one of the other things I would challenge you to do as you reflect and take stock on this, this, this past year is thinking about how you felt around certain people. How did, what kind of uh, feelings did these, you know, these people you were around evoke in you. Who were the who are the batteries? Who are the people that charged you up? And who are the the black holes, if you will, the energetic drains? Now, some of those people will be in your life regardless, right? Because family can evoke, uh, for example, a variety of emotions. But other folks are are really our choice, and getting really clear on where you get charged up and where you get drained and doubling down on your commitment to surround yourself with the people who charge you up is another exceptionally powerful practice that you can take into this coming year. Uh, you know, some of us have people in our lives, again, whether it be family or coworkers that we, ha we have little control over in regards to, um, 
you know, our our relationship, uh, they will be in our life uh, for a period in time, you know, regardless. However, we can control, we can't control them, but we can control our responses. And in the context of a, a myriad of relationships, we can control the amount of energy that we invest or withdraw from the relational bank account, if you will, of that community that we are building. And, you know, they say, we've all heard the adage, you know, you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And so I would really encourage you to do an audit of the people in your life and think about, you know, you know, they have the Dunbar's law of, of 150, they say, is the, the amount of, of, of people, close people that we can really maintain relationships with. And if you want to go really deep into it, literally writing out the names of the people that you spend the most time with, right? Time being our most precious resource uh, and the health with which we, we, we can spend that time. And think through who are those people you are spending your time with and are those the people that you feel are, are taking you to where you want to be? Are they elevating you? Are they depleting you? And based on that, that, that stock taking really thinking through who are the people, for example, that you find super inspiring. Now, those may or may not be people who are actually in your life right now, right? They may be authors of books that you love. They may be, you know, your favorite, uh, you know, inspirational figures on YouTube. Um, And you may or may not have access to those people in person right now. But I think getting clear on the qualities, what those people represent, and thinking through the types of people you'd like to call into your life based on those qualities is an exceptionally powerful way to, to, take, to take a temperature on both where you're at and to really mindfully account for and take stock of where you'd like to go. And the, one of the best ways to affect you know, change and transformation is to mindfully uh, curate the people that we invite into our life. And so as we close out this year, and many of us having spent a great deal of that year in isolation or relative isolation, I think we're reminded more than ever of the power of community and of the power of connection and uh, the power of people. And so one of the, I think, the great opportunities as things hopefully, it seems, will open up in, the, in this coming year ahead is now having the benefit of that silence, the benefit of that, that relative isolation. Who are the folks that showed up for you during challenging times? Who are the folks that you believe will show up for you during challenging times? Who are your, your true batteries in life? And how can you double down on their well-being? Uh, because I think the best way to to build relationships with true batteries um, is to focus out and to give. And generally speaking, if those people are batteries, they're equally committed to giving to you. And I feel like those are the types of relationships that we want to double down on, that we want to invest in. Who are the people that are really committed to adding value to your life? And where are we mindlessly squandering our our, our valuable time with people who may have um, shiny aspects that we find attractive or seductive, but ultimately are are black holes energetically for us. Um, I think really assessing where your energy is going based on your relationships will be one of the greatest gifts that you can give to yourself 
uh, as, as you step into this next chapter of life. And so with that, my friends, I just want to leave you with this you know, beautiful kind of opportunity to take stock, a couple of practices that I utilize um, you know, both on a daily basis and, and, and really an annual basis, which is which I think what I would encourage you to do now during these last couple of weeks as you, as you spend time with family and, and approach the new year around setting yourself up for a, a truly uh, transformational 2021. You know, and and really setting yourself up for, yeah, I'm not a huge, um, you know, New Year's resolutions person, but I do think the end of the calendar year offers us an opportunity to clean the slate. And if we take the opportunity before we step into that new year to do so with intention, then we've really set ourselves up for a successful start. And, you know, I interviewed Hal Elrod, the, the, the founder and, and author of Miracle Morning, which has sold millions of copies. And, you know, he talks about how we start the day has such a profound impact on, on how our day goes and, and where our energy flows. And I think the same is true for the year. You know, how we start off our year has profound implications on the way that that year will go. So I want to encourage you guys to think about the daily practices the you know quarterly practices and the annual practices you can incorporate in your life to really take stock, you know, of the thermostat, the temperature um, that you are, um, you know, you are, you find yourself in um, at various points in the year, and incorporate practices that will really help you level set that thermostat, that temperature, um, in a way that serves you commensurate with your goals. And one of the best things to do that is to, is to carve out time both for solitude and then to mindfully curate and create uh, community and accountability in that community that will help you realize your goals. And so with that, I want to leave you guys uh, to, to take that time to challenge you to reflect and to put in place a couple of, uh, of, of, of visions for 2021 and to reach out to, to those batteries in your life and, and set up maybe some accountability where they have their vision and where those visions intersect and find people that share aligned visions and values and build your life around that alignment. Because when we have people that are committed to similar goals that are willing to push us uh, to be the highest versions of ourselves, when we do that, I think we set ourselves up to win. And I want you guys to win. I'm so uh, grateful that you're part of this community. I'm so grateful that you continue to listen, to share, and uh, it means the world to me. And so with that, I want to wish you guys an incredible holiday season, uh, a time for rest and reflection. And um, as always, if there's any way I can be of service, please don't hesitate to reach out uh, at Michael Trainer on social or peakmind.org on the web. Sending you guys so much love. Uh, wishing you uh, love, light, and an incredible year ahead. And to that, uh, wishing you guys a beautiful, beautiful close to your 2020.